I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my special guest co-host, Aish Ravi. How are you going, Aish? Hey, Kel. I'm well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. What an awesome round of footy. Oh, man. Round three brought us the first of two weeks of Indigenous round. Each and every club debuted a beautiful Indigenous Guernsey, celebrating and honouring First Nations culture within their team and, of course, their club community. We had not one but two derbies, including the inaugural Sydney Derby, and we had the first draw of the season. It was just lots of footy, lots of good stuff. What was your favourite Indigenous Guernsey? Oh, that's a tough one. I really actually liked uh, Richmond's Indigenous jersey. Yeah, really nice interpretation of the sash, I thought. Yes. I really struggled to pick one favourite, but my top three were definitely... Melbourne, Brisbane and Carlton, but I, you know, probably buy them all because they look so good. (laughs) I also enjoyed that there's now some generic AFLW merch available. They've got two Indigenous tops, like the tees that you see, the warm-up tops, and there's also a Pride top as well for the upcoming Pride rounds. So take my money, please. About time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, so in our first game for the weekend, of course, on Friday night, we had the dogs matching up with Fremantle at Icon Park. The final scores for this game were 3-5-23 to 3-2-20 going in favour of the dogs. I really thought that Fremantle looked much more like their old selves this week, but the dogs were top with their contested marking, namely via Gab Newton winning them the game. Fremantle are definitely missing that outside run. So they're having to work harder at the contest to win possession to move it up the ground. But it was nice to see that kind of effort put in, even if they did fall short by three points. And of course, welcome Riley Wilcox. Solid display of footy from the third gamer um, that, of course, rightfully earned her the rising star. She's a great outside runner and her kicks to targets inside 50 are absolutely sublime. What did you reckon? Yeah, I agree with you. An awesome game by Riley Wilcox. She starred in that game. I can't believe she's only 17. I know, I know. <laughs> so crazy. much talent. Looking forward to watching her play the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Fremantle worked really hard the whole game and it, the game really could have gone either way. Um, mm. Very entertaining arm wrestle. Obviously the doggies had just a bit more in them and were quite fortunate to get that late goal to seal the deal. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very entertaining game of footy. Who's your play on performers for this game? 
So I had three for Riley Wilcox. Um, so definitely, you know, an awesome game uh, from Riley. And then two for Ellie Backburn and one for Gabby Newton. I've agreed with you on the three votes. I've also given them to Riley Wilcox. Unbelievable game. That goal from the pocket on the run, just amazing. Little tap up to herself and off she went. I've given two votes to Kirstie Lamb. Just another really well-rounded performance for her in the middle. She had 23 disposals, six marks and five tackles. So really consistent from her. And I've given one vote to Mim Strong, who had 13 disposals, three tackles. And she really did a great job, not only in the ruck, but also playing defensively. She was a matchup against Celine Moody and really nullified any sort of tall target from her in this game. So that was really great to see. But yeah, looking forward to, to more future matchups between those two sides, I'd say. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> great Friday night, buddy. <laughs> in our second game for the weekend, we were in Adelaide at Unley Oval, of course. We had the Crows taking on the Kangaroos. That game finished out 4-6-30 to the Crows to 2-4-16 to the Roos. I really thought in this game that the Roos kind of burst out of the gates. They kicked two majors and they kept the Crows goalless in that first term. I had a lot of hope for them. But then Adelaide were Adelaide uh, and they just settled and they responded with two goals in the second. And from then on, the game became a real scrap. Lots of pressure at the contest and no one really giving any ground Early on, the Roos seemed a lot more composed with the ball in hand and the contested pressure, as I said, from both sides was really huge. But also each team played with a bit of strategy. So North sat two players on the Crows spearhead up front in Ash Woodland. She didn't register a score for the game and was limited to five touches. So that obviously worked in their favour. But conversely, they put Chelsea Randall uh, into the middle to play a bit of a tagging role on a prolific Jasmine Garner. She had a ridiculous amount of touches up until halftime and then after barely saw any of it thanks to Randall's tagging. So that was really impressive, the strategy of the two teams going at it. But it was ultimately in the fourth quarter that the Crows broke through. They just took advantage of some errors that the Roos made and, and surged home for the win. What do you think? I think that game could have gone either way. It was really tough, you know, tight contest pretty much the whole game. But it's good to see the Crows back to what we think is their best. Um, yeah. You know, back-to-back wins. So, yeah, really, really good to see. Nice to find, I guess, some connection and, and a bit of rhythm after a bit of a change-up in personnel for them. Who are your play and performer votes for this one? Yeah, so I had uh, three for Chelsea Randall, uh, two for Anne Hatchard and one for Ebony Marinoff. I've given three to Eb Marinoff. She had 29 disposals and 13 tackles, just ridiculous, and constantly at the contest. I've given two to Chelsea Randall, of course, for her tagging of Jazzy Garner, limiting her to just seven disposals in the back half of the game. I've given one to Jazz Garner, who, of course, before being tagged out of the game, managed 24 disposals and four tackles and had pretty huge influence on the middle for the Roos. Yeah. I think it's really hard to stand out in the Kangaroos midfield. They've got so many high performers, obviously Ash Riddell and Jenna Bruton uh, generally register really high. And of course, Emma Carney comes off the halfback and does the same. But yeah, nice to see Jazzy hitting her straps again. Yeah, well, hopefully they can do better next round. In our third game for the weekend, we had, of course, the first derby, the inaugural derby between the Sydney Swans and the Greater Western Sydney Giants. The final score for that game was 2-6-18 for the Swans to 9-11-65 for the Giants. It's a pretty excellent spectacle on the SCG. The Giants' new game plan is absolutely a winner, though. Like I'm so impressed with what I'm seeing. In any other season, with the current injury outs that they have, I would have written them off at this point. Um, but there's a real renewed sense of belief about the side, uh, which I think really is really showing in their game. The run and carry, the connection into their forward line, 
in this game in particular, saw the goals really pile on uh, and from six different scoring avenues. We've we've talked in past seasons about how they they like to go a lot through Coruscant and how they can't really just rely on that one player because if they're tagged out of the game, it's not much else going. But it's really great to see that they've just opened that up. This is actually the highest score for GWS. In contrast, the Swans had some bright moments despite being outplayed. Definitely a strong showing in the ruck from Ellie Morfitt and the sisters Cynthia and Lexi Hamilton. So lots, lots of good stuff to see there. And I guess really Sydney's still searching for a win, but it's a hard task with so little match experience under the belt. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Cal. And, you know, I was excited for this game. You know, this was your pick for match of the round. It was good to see both teams playing against each other. Um, Mm. But, yeah, definitely I thought it was a very much a one-sided contest with GWS very much dominating throughout. Yeah, nice to see that matchup finally happen after so much talk and build up. I think it'll be a really good rivalry moving forward. I particularly like watching the one-on-one matchup between Alana Woodward and Coruscant. There's a bit of spice in it. And Woodward did really well. Coruscant only managed to kick two, but hopefully a matchup we get to see more of in the future. Who are you playing performer votes for this one? Yeah, so I had three for Alice Parker. Um, who had 22 touches and had two for Zali Goldsworthy, you know, a young Matilda. So yeah, good to see her other code skills come yeah. to play. And then one for Alicia Eber. A nice one. Yeah, two goals for Zali. Really great on debut and really impressive footy. I've given three votes to Elise Parker. She had 22 disposals and three tackles. Really good, solid performance from her in the midfield. She's obviously a very crucial part to their their middle section there, um, but is a very consistent performer too. I gave two votes to Emily Pease. She had 16 disposals and seven tackles and was really responsible alongside Parker and Eva for that run and carry and connection into the forward line. So really important um, to see that they're developing other outside runners outside of Hanine Zareka and obviously um, Chloe Dalton, who's out, out with injury at the moment. And I've given one vote to Cynthia Hamilton, who's really exciting to watch. That was a great pickup for the Swans. She had 12 disposals and three tackles in this game. And unfortunately, just copped a really nasty accidental head knock in the last quarter. So we probably won't see her next week based on concussion protocols. But fingers crossed that she recovers well from that. And um, we see her out on the pitch again soon. Yeah, definitely agree. Hopefully we do. In our fourth game for the weekend, this one was an absolute cracker uh, and definitely one I was looking forward to watching. But we had the Cats host the Pyres at GMHB Stadium down in Geelong. Incredibly close, low-scoring game. The final score was 1-5-11 to 2-3-15 in the Pyres' favour. In this game, we didn't actually see a major score from either side until the third quarter. Like It was that contested. I really felt like the Cats proved their mettle against the Pies and they came so agonisingly close to that win only to be denied by a fourth-term snap from Jordan Allen, who's obviously um, seen some pretty good form in the last few weeks for the Pies. I felt like it was a really great battle of midfields. There's plenty of pressure at the contest and an absolutely blistering last 30 seconds. It kind of uh, was a little bit reminiscent of that game um, between Adelaide and the Bulldogs last, last season where they it was all that craziness in the last 30 seconds and ultimately it meant that the Bulldogs were able to get away with a one-point win. Um, unfortunately, didn't pl- play that way for the, the Cats, uh, but I don't think they can be disappointed at that effort. It was pretty great. 
I'm also really pleased to see that continued development for the cats too. They've really come out of their shells this season. So great, great to see that after a few seasons down the bottom of the ladder. What did you reckon, H? Yeah, this was my uh, match of the round. Yeah, very tight uh, contest. Defensively, both teams, I think, were very well drilled. Good to see. I mean, I think this game could have gone either way. Mm, absolutely. Um, another another rivalry to look forward to maybe. Who are your play on performance for the round? So I had uh, three for Geordie Allen, two for Lauren Butler and one for Sabrina Frederick, who I think did a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah. She ha- really had a good presence up forward. It was really critical for them. She was just really unlucky not to land a couple of those shots. But yeah, no, really, really solid effort from her, I thought. I have given three votes to Becky Webster. She had 19 disposals and two tackles. Solid performance from her. Again, a nice streak of form in the middle for the Cats there. I've given two votes to Geordie Allen. She had 17 disposals and one goal, obviously the pivotal goal that got the pies over the line. Um, but she has a habit of, of doing that of late. Lots of uh, lots of clutch goals from her. And I've given one vote to Mickey Can, who had 17 disposals and six tackles. Another one in Collingwood's midfield, who, because of their injury outs, she's really had to step up. Really nice to see her putting in another solid performance. Our game at the top of Saturday, of course, was the second derby between the Lions and the Suns. And this was an absolute bollocking from the Lions. The final score at the Gabba was 12-10-82 to 1-3-9 in the Lions' favour. They just absolutely ran rampant over the Suns in the Q clash. Huge 73-point win, and they were really superior across the ground. I don't really expect anything less, but they had supreme offensive pressure, a massive tackle count despite their possession of the ball, and really dangerous efficiency inside 50. So they just kind of left the Suns in the dust. It's three for three for this Lions side now. And I just can't see anyone overcoming them in this form. Yeah. And I say and I say that knowing full well that next round we have Lions matching up against Melbourne down in Casey. But yeah, they, they just look really scary. Yeah, I agree with you. They do look really scary. I'm really looking forward to that game as well mm. against Melbourne. But yeah, I think Brisbane, their dominance continues. Really liked their um, Indigenous jersey as well. Yeah. Courtney Hodder designed that. Yes. But yeah, I think the Lions could have scored more. I mean, they definitely showed no no mercy. Yeah, 10 behinds. Yeah, 10 behinds. <laughs> could have been 10 goals. Could have been. Who are your play on performers for the round? I had three for Emily Bates, two for Ali Anderson, and one for Kathy Spark. Nice. Yeah, their midfield, particularly those three, has been so strong. Yeah. I've agreed with you on most of those, actually. Uh, I've given... Three to Emily Bates. She had 21 disposals, five marks, 11 tackles, and was the winner of the Q Clash medal. In that game, she also ticked over her 1,000 career disposals, um, which is pretty impressive too. Unsurprising at the rate at which she's performing though. I've given two votes to Ali Anderson, who also had a really solid day in the middle. She had 28 disposals, eight marks, and seven tackles. I nearly gave one vote to Kathy Spark, <laughs> but... I've actually decided to give it to Jessie Wardlaw, who is really fashioning herself as one of the premier tour forwards in the competition. She had eight disposals, five marks, and four massive goals. So really, really awesome to see. And, you know, that's a great goal celebration. So we love that. But, yeah, I just, I cannot, I cannot see a team overcoming that kind of form right now. Remains to be seen what happens next weekend, but they're on an impressive streak for sure. Yeah, I agree. So on Sunday, our first game of the day was, of course, Carlton taking on newcomers Port Power at Icon Park. This one was a draw. 
It's the first draw of the season. I was actually there. It was a really, really entertaining clash. It actually could have been won by the Blues. There was an errant bounce, a set shot at the top of the first quarter by Port that just rolled over for a behind and no one did anything about it. Plenty of other things that happened in the game that could have changed it either way, but that for me was was an easy one. The final score ended up being 4-3-27 apiece. Of course, we had 350 gamers in Jess Del Pos, Elise O'Day and Brianne Moody for Carlton. They all got to celebrate the day by kicking a goal. But really, it was a drop of intensity in the second quarter that I reckon saw Port take advantage and surge ahead. I really felt that Ange Foley was particularly influential here too. She really hunted the ball and led Ford to intercept it on multiple occasions. At the close of the final term, debutante Blue Lily Goss had a chance to seal the deal for Carlton, but her kick just fell short. So a cruel finish, but um, a very entertaining game of footy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Very entertaining game of footy, and that was a game that Carlton could have won. Port seemed to keep building, which is really exciting, and this was, I think, Mm. one of the better performances season so far. Yeah, absolutely. I felt that there was a lot more connection between them this game. You could definitely see that, particularly how they transitioned off an intercept up to the other end of the ground was really impressive. So, yeah, lots lots to like about that for Port. Unfortunately, what I didn't like is Matty Guerin coming off with uh, what's now being confirmed as an ACL injury. So we, we don't like to see it, especially seeing as um, this is the second one for Mads and she's worked really hard to get back from the first one. So, yeah thinking of Maddie and and everyone else who's had a bloody ACL this this season. It's just, yeah, there's been too many. One is too many, but currently too, too many, you know? Yeah, no, there is a a lot of um, ACLs going around and yeah, hopefully we can invest a lot more um, into research in this space just to try and understand uh, how we can minimize these numbers. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Who are your player performance for this game? Uh, I have three for Kerry Peterson two for Mim Hill and one for Ali McKay. I agree with you on the first count. Uh, I've given uh, three votes to Kes Peterson. I'm really liking her move into the midfield. It's kind of genius. I love it. I think she can play a similar sort of role uh, like Emma Carney does that rebounding off the halfback line, but obviously also slots really well into um, that centre circle, which is really great. She had 21 disposals, three tackles, and she kicked a goal. We love to see it. Kes is a superstar. I've given two votes to Ange Foley. Obviously, we spoke about her before, just that intercept game, the perceived pressure, the actual pressure, really awesome stuff from her. Uh, She had 14 disposals and five tackles. And I've given one vote to Hannah Ewings, who had an amazing 21 disposals, four tackles, and was the other recipient of the Rising Star. She's Port's uh, highest draft pick this season. She went at number three in in the national draft impressive footy career in this NFL and that's clearly coming out in her footy at the elite level it doesn't look like it was too much of a stretch to to jump up to that level and and yeah lots to like and I I look forward to seeing more from her but yeah can't wait to watch more double see more uh football from Hannah can't believe she's only 18 which is I know it's how good how good are complete footy pathways like the the quality of footy not just skills but the footy IQ across the board is so impressive 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Game seven of the day on Sunday, of course, was the Saints taking on the Demons at RSCA Park. The final score for that one was 3 2 20 versus 6 10 42 to the Demons. I really felt like this game didn't quite show the effort on the scoreboard. The Demons piled on those six goals unanswered in the opening term, but they had to settle for behinds for the remainder of the game because the Saints were up and about, which I really like. Like, this is new and impressive stuff from St Kilda this season. It's no small feat to keep Melbourne's prolific forward line that quiet for three quarters. They might not have been able to beat them on the scoreboard, but I think that there's a lot to take away for the Saints to be proud of in that game. Kate Sheila, my favourite tall forward, she continues to show some career best form. She kicked two more goals in this game. And Liv Purcell looks pretty at home in Demons colours, which is awesome. Good stuff. What did you think? I agree. This was a really good game. And, you know, I think Melbourne were definitely the better side, but it was good to see uh, the Saints, you know, quite competitive throughout the whole game. Yeah. Um, and it's their first game against a non-expansion team. And they actually... They did all right. <laughs> yeah, they did well. <laughs> <laughs> Who were your play on performer votes for this one? So I had Liv Purcell for three. Um, obviously, 27 disposals was quite lethal. Two for Lily Mithin and one for Tyler Hanks. Nice. I agree with you. I gave Liv Purcell three votes. Great to see her succeeding at the Demons. Uh, I gave two votes to Eliza West, who had 22 disposals and six tackles, another pretty key cog in the Demons midfield. And I've given one vote to Bianca Jacobson, who is just a general for the Saints down back. In this game, she's obviously under a significant amount of pressure, but great to see her continuing to rule the back line for the Saints. Yes. In game eight for the weekend, uh, we had the Tigers coming up against the Hawks at Punt Road. This game saw both sides searching for their first victory. So it was always going to be a really good matchup, but it was the Tigers afternoon. Final score was 7-2-44 to 1-3-9 in favour of the Tigers, of course. And it was the Mon Conti show. She was just her elite best and she led her midfield, Grace Egan and Ellie McKenzie, and hit the scoreboard for a triple. I don't know why I sound surprised because she puts in performances like that every time. Do you, do you think she's the best player in the comp? Oh, she's up there for sure. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens over the season because I've really felt in this game that the Tigers have hit their straps. They've been trying and trying and obviously without Katie Brennan for the first few games because she's still recovering from her foot injury, but they're still finding ways to score and they found a way to win in this game. I did think that despite you know losing the game, the Hawks started well. It was a good opening quarter. The effort's there, and hopefully in time with a bit more match experience, the win will come. 
Yeah, I hope so. Mm. Definitely very much Richmond were too strong for the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks, you know, probably were up in the game until quarter time. But yeah, then it was definitely the Richmond show from there. Yeah, absolutely. Who are your play on performer votes for? Oh, well, I think the three goes to Mon Monty. <laughs> no surprises there. <laughs> yeah, no surprises there. And then two for Grace Egan and one for Ellie McKenzie. Yeah, nice one. I've given, of course, three votes to Mon Conti. She had 23 disposals, two tackles and three goals. I've given two to Ella Sheeran. I love watching her play. She's the Irish recruit that Richmond picked up in the offseason. She played down back in this game, but also pushed up the ground a lot towards the back end of the game. She had 20 disposals three marks and three tackles. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a score in the next game. She's definitely pushing with that forward pressure. So yeah, really exciting player to watch. And I love it, you know, when when we see Gaelic players really find their feet in AFL. She's definitely one to watch. And I've given one vote to Tilly Lucas-Rod, who week in, week out, puts in the hard yards to try and turn it around for her team. I agree. She did have a great game. Yeah, she did have a great game. Great leader for, for the Hawks. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to find that win soon. Yes. In a final game for the weekend, bloody hell, this was amazing. I really, really enjoyed this game. And I, as a Blues fan, I don't want to say it, but I kind of like the Dons. I felt like they really sent a message in this game. They're not to be underestimated as an expansion side, locking in a whopping 52-point win over West Coast at Mineral Resources Park. The final scores of this game were 4-8-32 to 13-6-84. The opening barrage of scores well and truly caught the Eagles off guard and despite hitting the scoreboard for a few of their own, they just never were able to make up any considerable ground. The Bombers look dangerous and they know it. It's so great. It's just really awesome, confident footy and I can't wait to see more of it. What do you think? Yeah, very exciting, brilliant attacking footy. So very entertaining to watch. It's great to see what the Dons are doing. It's a very dominant display from them. Yeah, obviously a good portion of their team uh, from the premiership winning VFL W side this this season. So there's a lot of good connection and established game history there. But also their, their recruitment in the offseason was really good too. So they've just got a list that's come together and meshed really really well and you can see that on field it's just so exciting to watch who are you playing performers for this round yeah i was just gonna say adding to that it was great to see a lot of their vflw players be named in the team of the season yeah absolutely really strong showing there no i agree so my my votes for this were i had three for maddie prosparkus who again just continues to be dominant and play awesome football two for steph kane and one for Paige scott who i think did really well um kicking three goals yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I agree with you there. I've given Maddie three votes as well. She had 22 disposals, three tackles and kicked two goals. So yeah, pretty well-rounded performance there from Maddie. I've given two votes to Paige Scott. I love watching her play. She had eight disposals, one tackle, but three massive goals. And the goal celebration post the third one, she is at home at the elite level. And I really, really like her style of footy. And I've also given my one vote to Soph Wales, who had Eight disposals, 10 hitouts, and three goals as well. I think she was really stiff to miss out on Rising Star this week. She was a pretty solid performer, outmarked a whole bunch of Eagles in the goal square, kicked three. Both Scott and Wales uh, are draftees this season. It's so great to see them succeeding at this level already. Yeah. No, very exciting. And so next week, what's your what's your game to watch? Yeah, Melbourne Brisbane are gonna be definitely the game. We're gonna get down to that game. So yeah. game of the mount. 
It's a shame that it's still a Casey. I think this one deserves a big stage. Yeah, it should be at the G. Yeah, it should be at the G or at Marvel at the very least. I, I'm looking forward to watching that one, um, but I'm also really looking forward to watching Essendon take on the Tigers. This is a home game for the Dons. I think these two teams, based on the form that we've seen so far, particularly in the last round, probably going to come in at a fairly equal level. I'm really keen to see how that works um, and how I think it'll be a pretty tight and a pretty contested matchup. Can't wait. (laughs) That's a wrap of our recap. If you'd like to follow along with us this season, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at row underscore Kel and also at play on radio Melb. And you can find H at H underscore Ravi one. Well, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on footy actually. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.